<laughs> Hello, Hi. and welcome to the conversation. Hey, every week we get together and we talk about matters of our faith, uh, of our religion, about our life, uh, about the stuff going on, and uh, Rick and I talk all the time. Yeah. Um, sometimes we invite you to that conversation. Hey, um, this week, uh, we're, by the way, hey, uh, that is Rick Coop, and I am Todd Brown, um, and... This week we're going to talk about something that uh, just popped onto Rick a little while back, um, and and he said we really need to talk about that together. Um, and Rick, what was that? What are, what are we talking about this week? Well, in the scripture, when Jesus says, "Upon this rock I will build my church," mm-hmm. um, he's not talking about a physical building. He's talking <laughs> about a people. Yeah. And what happens, I think, a lot of times. Um, and at least in the United States, is that we get so focused on the building, we get so focused on uh, we have to be here at the building, um, even to the point of um, it's not that necessarily anything's wrong with these things, but when they become the focus Mm -hmm. uh, instead of the commission uh, that the Lord gave us, um, you know, we have multicolored lights, you know, we have... A, a big band for our praise team, the fog rolls in, you know, we've mm-hmm. got all the effect. Um, the pastor is doing all this stuff, you know, behind the pulpit, and we've got TV screens everywhere, and we're sitting. And then, not even counting the, let's make sure we have the best landscaping and everything. And there's nothing wrong with taking care of the house, uh, of, of our house where we meet together. The problem is when the focus becomes the church. When that becomes the church. And when that becomes the church. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we're talking about, we, we, we lose the thought that when the Lord is talking about upon this, I will build my church, what he's talking about is building a people, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, a, not a building. And so that just kind of went down. I started thinking about other things that are in the scripture and um, Old Testament things, New Testament things about how important it is to realize that the Lord's not talking about bricks and mortar. He's talking about bones and blood and ooh, <laughs> I like that. And yeah. Lives and you know spirits and minds and hearts. I'm reminded of us talking to Pastor Melody about her church mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that um, yeah they. Yeah. They named it Broken Church because it literally was a church that was broken. The, yeah. the building broke, uh, and it's full of people who are broken. Right. But with talk, she talked about when they, when the building literally broke, when when they heard something pop in the middle of it broke, and it was right. not physically safe for them to be in the building. They made arrangements very quickly, and within a week, they were right at, back at the, the local library mm-hmm. having church service. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they went from the building to the building, the church reduced by like 60%. Yeah. The number of, of the people in the gathering reduced by 60% yeah. because the building. People weren't in the building. And yeah. And we lose track. I, I think it's troublesome, to say the least, that when we become so focused on you know a particular building that we meet at, um, 
and that we have all the right stuff and we have the all the right people doing all the right things and yep um, it, the problem is that we've lost focus on feeding the hungry taking care of the sick clothing the naked that's what the focus should be Mm-hmm. Now, you certainly don't want to meet in a building like Pastor Mel was saying. You don't want to meet in a building where the roof's caving in. Nope. So there's a responsibility there to take care of that. Um, but two things for me. I guess it's okay. I, I've got a bit of an issue with it, though, about calling the building that we're in the house of God. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you look at Old Testament Scripture... God didn't need a house. Yeah, and he tells them plainly. Yeah, yeah. and he says that. You know, I don't need anything that you you, you built. Yeah. You know, um, so it it can be a place of worship. It can be a place where we gather together and we have fellowship. You know, I, I shared with you. Todd and I were together last night with our wives and hanging out. But I shared with you last night that we, uh, when I was in college, uh, or well, up, up in seminary, up in. Uh, um, Chicago, they took us to a particular church where we were told to sit off to the side and not participate, not do anything. Uh, this was a church that uh, confesses Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But we were not to take part in any, any of that. Yeah. Um, we could just be there as observers. The very next uh, Friday evening, we attended a Jewish synagogue where we had gotten together and they were serving a stew and, and a Seder meal in uh, bread and sharing and reading from the Torah and, you know, very, very wonderful. The, the rabbi stood up and he was reading, you know, from the Torah and sharing the Word of God and we were all got together and ate and I looked at this lady who she was probably in her 80s and I looked at her and I said you know I, I really appreciate you guys letting us be here and she said well why wouldn't you we're, we're cousins we believe, we believe in the same God <laughs> yeah and and I say all that to say this Todd I stop you okay oh yeah Probably not picking me up very well. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll fix it. But, um, I, say I say all this to say that. Say I that. say all this to say this. The the place that we meet, the building that we meet in, is a place for us to fellowship, for us to maybe share a meal, to be fed spiritually, to be fed physically, to be fed emotionally with our friends, mm-hmm. uh, to be fed mentally. But the focus isn't the building. Right. The focus isn't coming in and spending our two hours on Sunday morning. Uh, some churches, um, hour and a half, two hours on Sunday night, two hours on Wednesday night. The focus of the of the church is giving us a central place to meet. Yeah, the building. The building is a place, to so meet. we can go out and do the work of the church. Yeah. The. There are people who leave churches, and I'm not picking on them, so let me just say that right up front. But I am saying, what I want to ask people when they leave a church, when they disconnect, is I want to ask this. 
when you went, when you were going to that church, were you a part of a community? Were you a part? Did you, did people love on you? Did people, did you love on people? So, so much, mm -hmm. it's like, what did they do for me? No, mm -hmm. the question is, what did you do for them? Were you loving on people? Mm -hmm. Were you caring for people? Were you going together and taking care of people? Yeah. Did you have a meal together? Did you laugh together? When you walked in the room, did you feel like you were with family and, and as a, as a mm -hmm. group together? Um, because that's the church. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter whether they... Uh, the, the music was the most awesomest or whether they yeah, had the best yeah. light show or whether yeah. the pastor was had had a great way to turn a phrase or or it, it, it matters because in those moments when you're worshiping together you want to be able to let loose and worship you want to not mm -hmm. be thinking about Molly Joe is singing flat okay so whether that's you or not I don't care yeah. the point is you don't want to be able to let go and and worship my, my point is, that's the church. If you if you have friends you get together with you guys like we have that empty we have the empty nesters empty group uh -huh. where we get together and we you know sitting and enjoying a, a, a an Italian sausage at Portillo's and laughing, um, mm -hmm. sitting in the backyard at somebody's house and 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 discussing scripture and the way that comes together, knowing that if I were in trouble, I could I know without a doubt mm -hmm. that I could call Mike. And Mike would come and help me. Even if he didn't feel equipped to do it, Mike would be there. Yep. If yep. I needed help, if, if my wife was in trouble and I had to be there with her and there was an issue at my house, I know with full stop, I know Rick would go. Rick mm -hmm. and Mary would go to my house and let my dog out or deal mm -hmm. with whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and if they couldn't, they'd find somebody. In other words, that sounds like a weird thing. That sounds like, you mean you belong to a club? Well, kind of, I guess. I, I belong to a community of people. The church. Who, and a that's body of the church. And that's and the church. That's a the body church. of people who are believers in Jesus Christ who, who do the stuff. Yeah. You know, to me, we've gotten so... Um, even to the point where churches are in competition with each other. Mm -hmm. Church buildings... Yeah, uh, yeah. Are in pastors. Yeah, are in competition with each other um, about who's doing it better, who's doing who's doing the the worship service better, who's who's doing it online yeah. better, who's you know. When we really need to be focused on, are we all feeding people, caring for people, loving on people? Uh, it's no secret to any of us who are living today that this world is a place where people are hurting and they need people to love on them. And if we, the body of Christ, the church, not the building, the body of Christ, are not doing that, can we really call ourselves the church? Yeah. Um, can we really call ourselves the people of Christ? When, when I left, I was a senior pastor at a church up north here. Um, and because I felt like God had said the time was done there, this season is over, we were leaving. My wife and I were leaving as the senior pastor family there. And the last day that I was there, um, as I started my message, I asked everybody to, I said, please humor me. This is a small congregation, so we could get this done. I said, please humor me. 
I said, I need you to all to follow me outside. And we all walked out into the parking lot. And so we've got like 40 people and we're all standing out in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And I said, now everybody cover your eyes. And I, and I waited until everybody did it. Because I know some people are like, this mm -hmm. is just stupid. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay, what's he doing? I said, cover your eyes. And, and I said, point to the church. And then when they opened there, I said, now take your hand off your eyes. Stay, keep pointing at the church. Take your hand off your eyes. And all of them were pointing at the building. Mm -hmm. And I was pointing at them. And what I wanted to recognize was... Yeah, that's great, man. I can leave... The yeah. pastor can leave. That's, the building can blow up. Right. You're the church. Right. You can't. Yep. Don't be yep. freaking yep. out yep. about the fact that I'm leaving. I'm not the church. I'm part of the church. Yeah. But I'm not the church. And you guys are the church. And so yeah. the message that day was yeah. basically what we're saying. It's is, are you guys a community? And then Paul very plainly says first taking care of each other mm -hmm. taking first taking care of your brothers and sisters in Christ which is weird you think we're supposed to go take care of everybody else yes we are we absolutely mm -hmm. are but first take care of each other yeah if if Barry is sick are we taking him food are we buying him a pizza card are we yeah. loving on him are we making sure that his wife has got what she needs to get through mm -hmm. that moment, you know? So, yeah. No, I, and, and I think that's a perfect segue into this. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll talk about the, taber or the tabernacle first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe in my heart that the reason the tabernacle was built um, was so that the people would have a place to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something else you and I talked about last night. They had the pillar of cloud during the day. They had the pillar of fire during night. Um, and I, you would think that would be enough. But they needed a place where, and God told them how to build it, a, a place where they felt like God's presence was with them. It wasn't because God needed a place. Yeah. And it's not because uh, he wasn't with them. No, it's he not. He was already he, with them. He was already with them. <laughs> he did not need a, a, a place. Um, I, I read something that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and I'm going to get this name. Maimonides, I believe, is who. He, he was a Jewish philosopher during 1138 to 1204. But I really thought it was interest, interesting what he wrote. Know, my children, that any commandment that uh, God requires of humankind comes only out of God's desire to benefit us. God's command to build the tabernacle for us to offer therein our prayers and sacrifices comes not out of God's need to dwell in an earthly dwelling uh, among humankind, but rather out of God's awareness that we needed a place to go and offer up our prayers and our sacrifices. Uh, you and I have often talked about the sacrifice was, that was something that we kind of started doing and God used it, Yeah. you know. Um, but we needed a place yes. to meet. 
and do these things. It wasn't that God needed them. So like over 809 years ago, uh, 900 years ago, before the lights and the fog and the fancy churches, this guy points out the obvious. People have the need, not God, yeah. for a building. Yeah. And I, that, that hit me. And then you go on up to the, the, the temple that was built. Um, he, he didn't need the tabernacle. He didn't need a, a, a temple. In Acts 17, 24 through 25, um, Scripture reads, He is uh, the God who made the world and everything in it. Since He is the Lord of heaven and earth, He doesn't live in man-made temples. And human hands can't serve His needs, for He has no needs. He Himself gives life and breath to everything, and He satisfies every need. In Psalm 51, uh, 16 and 17, you did not desire a sacrifice or would offer one. You also didn't want burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken heart. You'll not reject a broken and repentant heart. And then in Revelation 21, uh, 22, I did not see the temple. I see a temple in the city because the Lord Almighty and the Lamb yeah. are its temple. Yeah. And so I'm thinking... He didn't need the building. No, we we needed the right, building. Absolutely. So let's not confuse ourselves by saying um, that I, I I go to you know God's ch church. Well, you could be a part of the church because you're supposed to be a part of the church. But he was when he said upon this rock, he wasn't talking about a building. Well, and when he says upon this rock, he also isn't talking about. Peter, the person. Right. It's, He's talking yes. about that moment of faith and understanding yes, upon that rock, that moment of faith and understanding upon yeah. that indwelling of the Holy Spirit because what he tells him is, God, you didn't come up with that. You didn't come up with God it. told you that. Yep. So it's on that that I will build my church, church. and the church is I will build my people. I will mm -hmm. build my... So, okay, so let's get to the, the vocabulary words. Okay. Um, one of the more frustrating things to me is the translation of the mm -hmm. word church. Mm -hmm. And the translation of the word church comes out very building-like. Yeah. But the word that's being used when Jesus says, and upon this rock I will build my church, is upon this rock I will build uh, my ecclesia. And echolatia, and I'm probably mispronouncing it, oh, Greek students, um, <laughs> upon this echolatia, or upon this rock I will build my echolatia. And echolatia doesn't mean nothing about a building. No. It has nothing to do with a building. Mm -mm. But the word echolatia gets used is 114 times in the New Testament, yeah. and none of them are about a building. A building. It's about a, yeah, it's, right. It, 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 it means... Uh, the gathering, welcome to the E gathering. Uh, it means uh, the gathering. The uh, we should change it to E ecclesia. E. Uh, a gathering, an assembly, a congregation, a meeting. Uh, when they use a like word in the Old Testament, it means the Lord's congregation mm -hmm. uh, or uh, the meeting before the Lord. Um, so it's more about a people who are bent to the Lord. Mm -hmm. it, 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 well, it's not more about. It is completely about a people that is that are bent to the Lord and in and loving on and caring for His people, which are His people. Mm -hmm. um, it ain't got nothing to do with a building, right? Right. Uh, 
Right. But somewhere along the line, we shifted uh, from Echolatia to uh, Karyakis or belonging to the Lord, but then we also switched that to this uh, mother church like it's a place, this building that we go to. Or this denomination, we belong to this denomination. That's the church, um, and it, that's that's not what he's talking about, right? Right. At all. Um, so I, I think if we take, if we go along and we say, um, "For you are Peter, the rock, and on this rock I will build my gathering." On this that's on good. this rock, yeah. I will build my assembly. I think that's the better uh, translation. Uh, 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 on this rock, I will build my assembly. But but why does why did Bible translators why do they keep using the word church? I don't mm -hmm. want to hurt nobody's feelings, but mm -hmm. I just almost would cut it out. Yeah. It, 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 to me, uh, there are things Bible translators do that I think are are. And I love them. They work so hard. I love that they've done what they have done. I really do. But there are things that I think are kind of lazy. Mm. And what I mean by kind of lazy is, I mean, they have taken a word, church, that has come to be known as a building. And they, and they should have just said from the beginning, and upon this rock, I will build my congregation. Upon this, that's completely different. People yeah. read congregation, and they know that doesn't mean the building. They know that that means the people in, in faith, in walking together. I will build my assembly. I will build my gathering. Do you think that um, they do it today because we've gotten so... If, if you change a word today... Yeah. There are oh, going to be on, people baby. who are going to it's know, on. and it's on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if we'd have had the understanding back then of some of the words that we do today, okay? Yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to take that. Um, and I always heard it was pronounced ecclesia, but I don't know. See, Which, you know, so it's ancient. It both ways. Now. It's it's ancient <laughs> Greek, and nobody knows how it was really because because yeah. it's a dead language. I took Greek. It's a dead language. Yes. Anyway, if they would have understand the full, understood the fullness, and plus you have to realize that we're living in a different age now too. When the Bible was first translated, it may have been a better understanding that he, you know, wasn't talking about the truth. I, I don't know. I'm speculating there. But today, if you would try to change some of the words that people are used to, I know in some of the more modern translations where they actually do go back and change the word a little bit to match the, the, the Greek meaning, mm -hmm. um, there, there's an uproar. Like you said, it's on. People are going to argue. They're, you know, they, Did you know they changed the word from yes. upon this rock I'll build my church to upon this rock I'll build my, my, my congregation? Well, can you imagine some of the... But, but I think about where Jesus some of his most powerful messages were on a shoreline mm -hmm. or on a mountain. Where was, his, where was his church where building? Where was his church? Yeah. He didn't have a church building. No. There was no such thing no. for him. Right. Uh, the foxes, what is it? Foxes have dens and... But the Son of Man... But the Son of Man doesn't even have a place to lay his head. Right. Basically. Right. Um, 
So, but then just, they, you hear people talk about you know well that the the Jewish people had synagogues and the and the and, 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 you know they they were all in the upper room. They must have been all, and, yeah. Also, okay, but none of those are referred to as the Bible as the church right in the Bible right. None of them are referred to right in the same way. That, that Jesus refers to exactly. the church, or Paul refers to the church, or James, yeah. and Paul refers to it, James refers to it, Apollos refers yeah. to it. If you think Apollos wrote Hebrew, yeah. Hebrews, and I ain't going to argue with you one way or the other. <laughs> but all of them, uh, and the Revelation refers to it, but none of them are referring to, none of them says the temple, none, none of them says yeah. um, those building things. Exactly. Uh, synagogues exist. Why existed? Why didn't they say? And upon this rock I will build my synagogue. Upon this rock I will build my temple. He had those words. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be kind of a, a political curmudgeon here. I'm gonna say the reason why we lean into that church mm -hmm. thing is a power play. Oh, because who's generally in charge of these? translations that we deal with it's the church, church. it's the yeah. church building the church denomination yeah. the people in power yeah. in the church who do these things so if we if we if we disassemble the assembly word <laughs> if we say it's the assembly it's the congregation we move the power from the men and i just listened to rich men versus uh, north of Richmond again. Yeah. Um, we move the power out of those central places and back into the congregation. We also remove. We also move the responsibility out of those places of power in the church. Yeah. Back to the assembly and the congregation. It, the know, responsibility Todd, becomes the. Uh, the that's people. an excellent point because it takes the responsibility. It's it's a it's a laziness on the part of the body of everybody. Yeah. Because it takes the responsibility off of I I don't my, my church takes care of this person my, my my church takes care of this food pantry my church takes care of the um, the pastor goes and visits the sick people the pastor goes to yeah suddenly the, he's the church yeah to yeah. the yeah and, we do that but no, it's we the, don't right <laughs> but it's the responsibility of the congregation to be doing these things. On the other hand, you can look at it, if there's a centralized power, power likes power likes power. And so we have to keep the power. And, the, and I, there was a time when the church was, think about the Church of England, you know, the king, the king runs things, but we tell him how to do it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the Church of England is a very interesting one because of power and the church. Yeah. The church told the King of England that he could not get a divorce. Yeah. Again. And he said, yeah. that's okay. I'll just make my own right. church. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Yeah. Well, and hey, guess what? Amazingly enough, they think I can. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting... Boy, there, there's a rabbit hole. Yeah, there's a whole rabbit hole. Yeah. So when we talk about... The, if we look at it from that, from uh, ecclesia, I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a cool way of saying it. Mm -hmm. and when we look at the ecclesia in the church, the ecclesia in the church, um, it's almost always talking about um, 
the, the group of people. And one of the examples that I think is so cool is a place where Jesus uses the term the church, but if you think of it as the gathering of people, of the assembly, the brotherhood of people, the Lord's congregation is when he's talking about, I just listened to somebody else talking about um, when your brother sends, if, when your brother, this week's scripture and the connections, mm -hmm. look for the connections Bible study this week. Yeah. Um, look for John. There's a plug. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, look for, for Jonathan and Melinda. Um, on the e-gathering as well. Yeah, and um, they do a great but job. But they were talking about this idea of when your brother sins against you, first go to him individually and see if you can't work it out. And then second, take a couple of folks with you so that there can be somebody to go, well, maybe you're wrong. Or maybe they're mm -hmm. wrong. Or, you know, it's not just me, man. I'm not the only one saying this. Chuck and Steve saw this too. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the next step is take it to the church. It makes that completely different mm -hmm. when you say take it to the church. When mm -hmm. what you don't mean by that is go to the church board or go to the pastor. Yeah. Or go to um, in, in front of a whole bunch of people at a building and announce from the pulpit that Chuck hurt me. And this is, and we're gonna now it's theater. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about this, the building, the church board, the pastor, but if it becomes the Lord's, take it to the Lord's congregation, take it to the people who, if you have a relationship with already, like me and Chuck have been with these people for a few years, we we know each other, they know Chuck, they know mm -hmm. me, and, and take it to the congregation, take it to the the assembly of, of God's people and then go to them with that. Yeah. Because we got now we're now we're just introducing so much relationship and so much sorry, we're so much humanity, so much um, caring and and wanting to, to to get both of you, make both mm -hmm. of you whole. You know, maybe you take it to the congregation and they go, Todd, dude just calm down. This ain't no big deal. Mm -hmm. Just get over yourself. Stop. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're depending on the, the, the experiences and the life and the, the spirit connection of many of a body as a crew. Yeah. So yeah. when we, when Jesus says, um, uh, to the, uh, tell it to the congregation, tell it to the gathering. Mm-hmm. If that gathering is that, that is that all that relationship and growth together and understanding of each other, then you can count on that mm -hmm. to walk you through. If what you're doing is taking them to the principal's office when you take them to the church, totally different. That idea. ain't healing nothing. No, that's a completely different attitude. Yep. and they might even pretend to be fixed. Yeah. You didn't fix nothing. You didn't fix nothing. Do you think that we use the building as an excuse to hide? Oh, yes. I, I, I do, too. Uh, I think we use the building as an excuse to um, take care of all of our responsibilities as Christians and a place to hide away from things that are happening. A place to hide 
okay, I feel like I got to say this. Todd. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that we should not have places to meet and worship. I'm not saying that. No. What I am saying is that if the focus becomes the building, the focus is the wrong place. If the focus becomes, I can go to church and hide there and do my little, you know, couple of hours and then walk away, um, that then you have not fulfilled the Great Commission. You're just, you're hiding from the Great Commission. Um, now, uh, we talked about plugs just a minute ago. I feel like there's a lot of things that we get right here uh, yeah. in this particular Absolutely. church. Going out, caring for people, doing the things that we're called to do. Um, I, I wish that everybody um, felt that way. Uh, everybody here in our congregation, plus everybody across the world, um, doing not just churchy church stuff, but doing, excuse me, doing the gospel, the, the commission. Mm -hmm. There was a, uh, an article I was reading um, where he was talking about uh, the 80-20 rule. There's a, there's a thing in the church called the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20 rule is um, that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Mm-hmm. Or if eighty percent of the work is done by twenty percent of the people. Yeah. Eighty uh, percent of what gets done, the people who are fed, the people who are clothed, the people who are cared for, the the well, taking care of the building. Eighty percent of the eighty percent of that is being done by twenty percent of the people. <clears throat> and then the, the the comment that comes is, are the twenty percent are they aren't aren't they the church mm. well yeah but they're also ministering to the 80 percent you know mm -hmm. um, of all the people in the you know, of all the people in the hospital mm -hmm. maybe 20 percent of the people in the hospital are the nurses and doctors and janitors and uh, the the, yeah. the techie people and the mechanics and the and the people who keep that thing rolling, mm -hmm. maybe that's twenty percent, but they can't just go. Well, then we're the only one that count. No, see, dude, you're here for the eighty percent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we can't just go. Those eighty percent are awful because what happens with the eighty twenty rule? That rule gets brought up so much by people who want to go, and we're the twenty percent. Yeah. Nasty eighty yeah. percent are doing, and you go. Okay, honey. Yeah. All right. All right. But by that standard, Jesus would never have died for you mm -hmm. because you were the eighty percent. The the apostles would never have done what they did for you. Yeah. Because the eighty percent were the lost. Um, they just may happen to be in your building. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. of the people in the building, uh, it may be 80-20, but your 20 needs to recognize that the 80 are their field. They are the local flock of sheep. Uh, and, and I kind of think, I, I like that idea mm -hmm. because that's, that's where the 80% should be here, where they, 
whether we feel like they don't have to go looking for them. Yeah, whether we feel like they're participating or not, it still doesn't give us an excuse not to go out and Absolutely. and look for more of the eighty. Uh, the gentleman that was just here about three weeks ago uh, and shared with us mm-hmm. was talking about you know the, the works the biggest portion of the work the 80 percent is out there you know mm-hmm. there there's some of them here but they're they're out there mm-hmm. and most of our work needs to be out there can i brag on our church a little bit i was just yeah. saying the other day um i i don't i've never seen i, I don't know i don't know of mm-hmm. another church where when you start recognizing when you have people stand up with the people who are doing this, stand up. With the people who are doing that, stand up. With the people who are participating in that, stand up. With the people who are helping with that, stand mm-hmm. up. Most of the people in this building, yeah, 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 stood up by the time you get through. It's amazing. It is. I, I've been involved with, um, heavily involved with, three different fellowships, denominations, whatever, uh, in my fifty years as being a Christian. Um, I have seen a lot of churches, I've uh, pastored different churches, but I've never seen a church where we have people who are doing food pantries and going to nursing homes and going to sick people's homes and taking food and loving on them and doing youth things and going to um, low-income housing and helping set up stuff there. and and cooking food and and I mean not just going and you know doing pass it out make sure you pass out the tracks and stuff I'm talking about building relationships caring for people we have people who are clothing people we have people who are doing this and doing it and it's just like you said if they start naming you know uh, okay if you're involved in this ministry please stand up One of the things that has been so different about here is that you will have um, way more than 20% of the people standing up because they're participating in in doing what we need to be doing. That's the church. To me, that's and that's the church. That's that's and and I know there are other churches out here who are doing absolutely just exactly that. Brag on your church if you get a chance. Brag on your church. We'd love to tell us tell us what you guys are doing. So I'm going to read the rest of this scripture that we started with, and it says, "Okay." And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Mm -hmm. That's what the gates of Hades will not overcome. Um, the gates of Hades will absolutely and has. I introduce you to the 80s and the 90s when we had all these televangelists who were so famous and the religious right and all that hooey and all those people who were so great and telling us how awful yep. the rest of the world was and how they were going to help us fight against it. And almost every single one of mm-hmm. them was caught with their hand in the bucket, with their uh, prostitute in the car, with their affair going on Mm -hmm. with several members of leadership and one woman and almost all of them went through that mess so that's not what the gates of hell will the the building and the leaders are not what the gates of hell will not stand against what the gates of hell will not stand against 
is the, the congregation of the Lord yes. being in relationship and doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, nothing can stand against nothing that. Nothing will stand against when, that. When, you're, when you are sharing the love, <laughs> it just popped in my mind. Remember the old song, What the World Needs Now is mm-hmm. Love, Sweet Love. You know. It's corny, but it's true. Yeah, it's corny, but you're absolutely right. Nothing can stand against that. What can stand against loving people, clothing people, feeding people, caring for people, ministering to people, bandaging their wounds? What can stand up against that? Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're called to be as the congregation. Yeah. There's a term that gets used that I think could almost be intermingled with the concept of the assembly or the congregation, the Lord's congregation. I, love, mm-hmm. I found that about the Old Testament way of saying it, that it's the Lord's congregation. Mm-hmm. So his people, His assembly, His gathering. Mm-hmm. And on this rock I will build my uh, my gathering. Um, and and the, the term is the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Paul kind of gets us started with this, or not Paul gets it started, Paul gets it started and finishes with it. (laughs) The Apostle Paul talking about, so who was Paul? If you're paying attention, if you're listening to this and you don't know, the Apostle Paul wrote uh, almost half, not not quite, but almost half of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And he what the Apostle Paul did was he's like the first missionary of the church, if you will, to go out to people who weren't part of, because this was a Jewish thing to start with, mm-hmm. but he went out to other people. Anyway, he would build these, he would form these churches, these gatherings of people. He was a tent salesman, and he would go into town and meet people and have dinner with people and sell them material for their tent. And, Talk to the ladies of the community. Say, you need pieces for your tent. You need these hooks and eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just see this image of, of a tent salesman at the market. And he's got all these people to talk to. Mm-hmm. But he would build these communities, these assemblies, these gatherings for Christ. And then go to the next town. In a perfect situation to do it. Spoke all the languages. Knew the cultures. Walked the walk. Right. But he would go to the next town and he would form a gathering and he'd meet with them and then he would go to the next town. But most of what we read from him in the the New Testament is letters back to those gatherings of people, Mm -hmm. those churches. So when we talk about the body of Christ, there's a couple of different ways to think of it. And one of them was um, the church, the body of Christ, was that assembly of people in that group. So he would refer to or Jesus would refer to the church at Laodicea. Mm-hmm. Um, or he, so it's not, again, it's not the building. Right. No, it's he wasn't of, writing the letter to a building. He, he was writing, writing the letter to, that, to a people. That gathering of people, yeah. my assembly of people in Laodicea. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of ways of thinking of it. That body of Christ, though, when Paul refers to it, he refers to it in... Colossians, 1 Corinthians, Ephesians, Romans, over and over again, the body of Christ, body of Christ, body of Christ. John actually refers to the body of Christ, uh, Jesus as the head of the body. Um, 
when he refers to that, he's talking about very literally like your body. Mm-hmm. You've got fingers. You've got hands. You've got arms. You've got uh, yes, a heart. Does. You've got an intestine. Yep. You've got eyes. You've got a nose. And they all have a job. They all have a place in that. So when we're talking about assembling, I, I love this idea of referring to the church as the body of Christ because yeah. we're assembling a bunch of uh, diverse parts that function together as a as a working machine, mm-hmm. um, as grace making, mercy giving, love affording machine. Um, so when I think of the church, that's that's more what I think of. Yeah, that's what I. But that took a long time to start thinking of it that way. Yeah. When my wife wanted me to come back to church, I thought of it as a building. Yep. With a place with some people and, who and, would sing some good songs and. And that's why we're talking yeah. today because I think a lot of people do that, Todd. Um, a lot of people think about the church as the building. And quite honestly, the building's just a building, just a building, just a building. Uh, just it, what makes it different is that the body of Christ is gathering there. Uh, because quite honestly, you, you can have church anywhere. Yeah. Uh, he says, when the first time we hear about church as we know it, or should know it, is in Acts, in Acts 2. And everybody's going, I wonder if he's going to say that. Cause, yeah. But that's, when we're looking at the model of this thing, it's Acts 2, uh, 46 and 47. It says, every day they devoted themselves to the, to the meet, to meeting together in the temple. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say meeting together in the church. Yeah. Meeting together in the temple. And, and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with with. Uh, with joyful and sincere hearts, praise God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day, the Lord added to their number, uh, added to their number those who were being saved. Um, that's just such a simple picture. Yeah. Um, that's the gathering. Um, Before we we close this up, I, do you remember? Uh, I remember when they started, churches started moving out of church buildings yeah. into storefronts. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that there was a bit of controversy about that? Well, you can't meet in a storefront. You can't put that in a strip mall. You can't what are you put, doing? Yeah, what, what are you... What are you, you can't meet in the library. Look, it doesn't look like a church. Melody, you can't meet in the library. It's not yeah. church. <laughs> or... Uh, here in Muncie, we have a few places uh, or a few churches that one of them meets in a, in a was meeting in an old hotel. One of them is meeting in a uh, theater where they do plays uh, usually once a month. Um, it, one of them was meeting in uh, uh, the Y, uh, the YWCA. Yeah. Uh, cool. Good for them. Yeah. Get out in the community. Go go to find a if you gotta find a place to meet, find a strip mall that's got an empty building and okay, here's the see challenge. what you can do. How about you spend the money that you're spending on your building? Yeah. On taking care of people. Come on, Todd. How about you less you worry less about whether or not 
you got to pay the gas bill and whether or not you're going to pay Johnny's grocery bill. Yeah. So you mean don't build some diamond cathedral? No, I mean... Because you don't need it? Yeah. It doesn't... You cannot add to the glory of God by building St. Okay. Peter's Basilica. You cannot... No. even Even though they found, supposedly found... The body of Peter in the bottom of that thing, all right? Yeah. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And we should make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I have no problem with that. But what right. I'm saying is, ain't none of that saved nobody. And the no. money that was spent on that... Could have fed somebody. Could have fed lots or and clothed, lots and lots of... Or a housed. whole nation. Yeah, or housed. <laughs> on yeah. So uh, where did we go? Boy, we went, we went sideways. Yeah. And the Lord gave Solomon the measurements and the placement. He gave Moses the measurements and the placements of those buildings. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that your pretty building, that your awesome facility is a bad thing. Let's be careful about that. Yeah. What is the value of a building that has a cafe gym, a, torium, uh, a gym where you can have church? <laughs> Uh, and a stage, uh, a sanctogenasium, as they yeah. call them. I love all those little terms. Uh, what's the value of a place that has those things? Uh, what is a, what's the value of a, of a church that has a commercial kitchen? What's the value of a church that has a bunch of rooms with toys and a playground in the back? What's the value of a church that has comfortable seats and good speakers and yeah. and, and a great worship band and and worship set what's the value of the do they have no value no they do they have they have, they value, have yeah. value sure but what's the value rick yeah what? where where does the i i think what you're talking about here is importance uh, are they important sure they're important are they the most important no, no. sir they are not but i don't want to discount it there are right when it loses when it goes wrong is when it becomes the focus mm -hmm. and not the other thing. When you start getting, and I'm, people are stop judging. I'm gonna st I'm gonna try to stop judging, but I'm gonna judge first. <laughs> when you start worrying about having a higher steeple than everybody else does, yeah. When you start competing about those things, when that the value. So let's talk about the value. So what's the value of having? A sanctogenasium, a cafegematory, because I just love those words and I had to say it twice more. And I, want to, I actually want to watch what happens <laughs> when YouTube tries to translate that into text. Yeah. Um, what What's the value of those things? To me, the value of those things is when a mom who has four kids and no husband to help her to get through her day comes to your building and she can walk into your building and her kids can go and learn about Christ and about that they are loved by yeah. people who are kind to them and don't pick on them for where, who they, the clothes they're wearing and love on them and feed them and take care of them, there's value. When that mom can go sit in a sanctuary with a group of people and let go right. and worship God. And, and let go and let God may sound trite, but what there, there is great joy, there is great benefit yes. And being able to stop your world for an hour and a half and go, yep, 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 Lord, yep, heal yep. me.
be with me and not have to worry that Johnny is poking the person next to him in the head. There's value in that. There's sure. value in having a commercial kitchen when we can feed a group of people. We used to have a fella who came, a fella and his wife who came to every gathering that we had that was a pitch-in. And he would pile his plate and she would pile her plate and they would eat all of it. And then they would go back up and they would make two more plates each and cover them with a plate. Yeah. And then they would leave. And oh, the hens and chickens, was, it was off, baby. We were talking about how nasty they were and how they weren't here to be a part of the assembly of God. They yeah. were just here to get food and they were so selfish and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Give me your what would Jesus do bracelet and tell me about that. Let's look at that right quick while we're I here. I was just going to say that. You know, does that mean... Because I can hear people say, oh. well, does that mean we're not, we shouldn't take care of the house of God and God shouldn't have nice no, things? exactly. Well, it has a reason. There, it, it, there's, there's nothing wrong with having nice things, but I think of, I think of the temple bread. There, there's the bread, the show bread there, right? Yep. And you got the temple bread, and that's all part of the worship plan. And, but David and his guys are hungry. So the, the problem becomes when... The focus, okay, I can take this $3,000 and we can buy a really nice projector system for the church. Oh, it will be great. We'll have the best one in the city. And then knock comes on the door. And this couple just lost their home to a fire. Mm -hmm. And they, they have nothing. And, and it's going to cost about $3,000 to get them back on their feet. <gasps> yeah. The problem is when we choose to buy the projector, so we've got the best one. The best one. No church in the city has got a better projector than we've got. It's the showbread all over again. Yeah. yeah. My guys are hungry. Feed them. Don't worry about God's got plenty. He, he, know, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You know, take care of the people that are hurting. Be the church. Be, Be the church. body. Mm -hmm. And that's such a delicate balance. Yeah. But the question is, at the root of all of it, yeah. are you being the body? Are you being the body? Are you doing what Christ would have you do? Mm -hmm. It's perfectly wonderful to have a great projector. And if it brings it people is. to the room and they yeah. can let go, hot dog. Yeah. But the question starts being, when, when are you playing a competition with whether your yeah. steeple is higher than the guy next to you? Yep. Um, and and um, when are you just serving the purpose of Christ yep. in that moment? Yep. Brother, you got anything I'm else? I'm good, man. All right. I'm good. All right. Well, guys, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you... If you want to see more of this, if you want to encourage us, please give us a like. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking for those likes to be more about what we're doing as a whole than about a particular turn of phrase today. Um, and I ask that you would watch those things. Um, subscribe if you want to hear about when we're doing these things more. Follow if you're on Facebook. Um, but guys, thank you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Take care.